0: Today on the show, we're talking about grocery budgeting. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial Independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney, I'm your host, and thank you so much for being here with us today. I am joined with the ever-amazing Trevor. Hello. And Mike.
1: How's it going?
0: And uh, let's get into the show today on creating a budget for your grocery... So uh, I don't
2: know what we're going to call this episode... Um, like I kind of toyed with a couple of ideas, but, uh, you know, we keep doing these ones, the cost of, right? And I keep saying the cost of whatever. And But this one's about groceries. And I don't want to do the cost of groceries because that's different for everybody. But just the way people think about groceries needs to be changed, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Like the budgeting of groceries?
2: Well, just how you approach groceries. I, I think that's that's the, the missing piece here for a lot of people.
0: And it, it's kind of crazy because it's such a, it's such a kind of a simple, simple, uh, a simple thing. You do it every week. You kind of have to do it. And we kind of, maybe I think that's sometimes why we kind of glance over a glaze by it because it's just, it's just something that we we're never mindful about.
2: You know, if you take away your, your housing costs, your transportation costs for me, my next biggest cost without question, not even, uh, uh, you know, the, if, if there's not, not even a cl- close fourth. Number three is groceries. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's the case. I think what's crazy is um, you, you see people who eat out all the time. That's probably their highest cost.
2: Well, in my world, that counts as groceries, uh, right? Any, if, if the consumption of food. I mean, if, if you choose to, to eat at a restaurant... You didn't have to buy groceries. It still counts See, as part but of your food. For me,
1: I, I like to keep them separate. I, I have a separate budget for food and a separate budget for eating out. Because like to me, if I'm eating out, that's a very deliberate choice. Because I know it's going to cost more. So I want that to be a very obvious thing that I, I'm eating out.
2: Okay, I'll agree with you. So here, how many If you you like this distinction? If you're eating out because you're hungry and you're too lazy to cook food or you didn't go grocery shopping that is a grocery cost. If you're eating out for the commodity and socialization, that is entertainment.
1: No, no, I, I, I don't agree with that. I, I think in all cases, then, then you just start eating out all the time and you just keep throwing that in your grocery bill. And, and then I, I do agree it's gonna go up and you're gonna start wondering why, but if you, I think you can peg it quicker if you, if you separate the two.
2: Okay, you can separate it, but I'm saying if, you, if you're eating out because you're hungry, you're not going out from an entertainment socialization standpoint, then, mm-hmm. then that's going to reflect in your grocery bill and your groceries are going to be out of control. I mean, if you're trying to budget for groceries and you keep slotting eating out uh, because you were too lazy to get groceries into entertainment, then, then your, your food bill is going to be completely masked.
1: I guess, yeah, because it'll come out cheaper. I guess you need to group them together, but then have them separate. Because I think you need to know how much. Because I think if you're just saying my grocery bills are really high, like I'd want to know that I'm spending over 50% of my my food budget on eating out. Like I I think I'd want to know that. But I do agree. I guess you you do have to. Because then if you start eating out and you start putting in a separate budget, you're going to start... Seeing that like there's this huge, huge empty thing, oh, I'm only spending two hundred dollars in groceries. That's not bad when really it's probably way higher. so that's true.
2: Well, and, and I want to say, if you're trying to get out of debt or get ahead financially, you should never eat out for hunger reasons. you, you should it, if you're gonna eat out, it, it should be it should form your entertainment. you know, it should be for entertainment purposes or socialization. You should never be eating out for the just for the pure consumption of food. If you're trying to get ahead, I was, okay. I
1: was gonna say originally you said if you're trying to get out of debt. I was gonna say if you want to get ahead, I I agree with that. You need you shouldn't be eating out.
2: Well, even if you're trying to get out of yeah. debt, I mean same thing. You, well, no, you, you okay, should yeah, be Sorry, sorry out.
1: originally you said if you're trying to get out of debt, I agree with your thing.
2: So I I, I just think that I, I I wanted to talk about eating out, uh, 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 sort of as a side topic to groceries that it's something that can mask a grocery bill, and I I don't know, Courtney, are you on the same page with this?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think. I think sometimes we look at uh, eating out as maybe something we we deserve to do or something we've earned, or 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 something that is just it's not a big deal. But I think we really need to heavily kind of realize that it's always going to be cheaper. And and, and Trevor, back back to your point too. Just because it's uh, it just because it's cheaper does not always mean eating a pack packing your lunch or or making something yourself is always more convenient you always say that you always say that convenience is never or sorry you always say that uh convenience is easy and then but being frugal sometimes isn't
2: well saving money is never convenient you know and and eating out often is convenient right there's restaurants everywhere and you don't have to plan for it but saving money is never going to be convenient it's always going to be effort so and, and in avoiding restaurants is going to require planning and effort.
0: I find, and Mike, I want to kind of ask you this because I mean, you're 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 in the same city I am. You're you're live you're with friends all the time. Do you not find it harder? I mean, Trevor, I guess you too, but I mean, I feel like you and your wife kind of have things down packed at your end. But Mike, do you find it hard to kind of resist the pressure to succumb to eating out, or do you ever feel like you do just go out to spend time with your friends? Like, how do you, would you? I I don't know, but I feel this inner struggle because. I, I, want to, I want to be included. I want to take part in, in, in kind of just friend, camaraderie activities and, and in, 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 in having that conversation. But it seems to always kind of revolve around food because that's the society we're living in. So, Mike, where, where do you kind of – does it pull at your heart a little bit when you're kind of making these decisions?
1: Uh, maybe a little like the, the social aspect is, is def it's tough to miss. I don't know. I, from the sake of wanting to eat it, I honestly, I can't stand eating it. I, I used to eat it more often and, and I just, I felt terrible. Like my body was just struggling to, to deal with like digesting all this just pro- processed food. So when I stopped doing that, I, it was just, I felt so much better and to me, it, it was almost a thing of I don't want to eat out, and and now I've gotten to the point where I, I never eat out, and my friends normally know that, so so they're they're respectful about it. They'll, they'll just go out, they'll you know they grab the food, they come back, and and I, I don't know. So I, I think I think once you get past it, and and you got to do it more than just I think for the money as well.
2: Well, the markup on restaurant food is astronomical. I mean, it is just completely off the charts. There, I, I don't know anything that's marked up any more than food. But to Mike's point, unhealthy, it, in order to make this food at the, the, at the speed at which they make it, it needs to be deep fried or, or, or like you say, highly processed, highly preserved. And it, it is, forget the cost. The health aspect of it alone should be a deterrent.
1: And you know, the other thing I find is whenever I go out to eat, because I do it like, once in like a blue moon is that for me, it's always a special occasion I, I never go out to eat for the sake of I'm hungry I, I think that adds a lot when, when you're going out to eat with other people who eat out all the time to them It's just another meal, you know, they're just trying to fill their stomachs So I find that also is is kind of this weird thing where where for me. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go eat out. How exciting is it And for them? It's just another meal like so uh, it usually ends up being a letdown. No
2: I, I know what you mean I've been out with people where I can tell that it, it's just the consumption of food where for me it's a special occasion, it's entertainment, it's, it's, it's ambience. And if you're with somebody who's just there for the utility purpose of, you know, pulling up to the trough and, 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 you know, shoveling it in, it kind of takes away from the yeah. Experience. And that's
1: true actually. Cause like, like, so then when, when I go out to eat or I feel like, Oh, they're going to go out to eat. I'm picturing that, that like a big social setting where really, that's not actually happening. That's it, it's, it's, it's just that quick, like let's get in out and, and keep going on with our day.
2: And that's where I say that you should never, for me, I never want to go out to eat just purely for the consumption of food because I'm hungry. I, I want to go out for the entertainment, the experience, the ambience, right? The, may, maybe a, a unique uh, culinary food that I wouldn't normally eat myself. So that is the reason I, I would go to a restaurant. But I would do that knowing it, it, it's super expensive. So it, it's not just food because just the price alone was is, is a deterrent if 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 that's if you, if that's your go to for food, you're living a pretty high price lifestyle.
0: So I, I do want to ask you guys, we're kind of a, as a nice transition into looking at being being a mindful grocery shopper and, cre- and creating kind of a budget around grocery shopping. Um, when it comes to when it comes to so so Trevor, I'm gonna uh, you first. I I mean you had a family. You, I mean, younger family, and, and and you and you work, and and, and life gets busy. I'm sure there's a lot of after school activities, and so how did you kind of, how did you work through the being able to come home and feed your family, a, a kind of a proper sit at home, make like what, what did you do to make it work?
2: Well, sir, I would just want to say we started the show off on a tangent about restaurants, but this is really about grocery shopping, and and and, and I just want to say restaurants. That, that could be a whole other show, but some people go to restaurants rather than grocery shop, you know, is a, is a point of convenience. So I just wanted to say that was a tangent. That's not really what the show is going to be about. But uh, I, I think to, to, be, to, to cost-effectively feed a family, it takes extensive planning, you know, meal planning, shopping planning, um, you know, uh, making lists. It, it just requires a lot of effort. To, to do it in a cost effective, efficient manner.
0: Because I'm sh- I'm sure I mean you know, Mike and I don't have families at this point, but I'm sure we can we can easily. It must have been so much easier, and you must have sometimes wanted to just kind of, kind of, it kind of maybe found an easier way out than than being this organized and being this uh, forward thinking.
2: Well, it it did help that my my wife was a stay at home mom, and, and she she did a, most of the meal planning and most of the cooking and 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 so two working parents that's a challenge I I get that it's a lot it takes it's going to take a lot more effort you know two working parents your your whole life of raising raising kids is going to require more effort but if you think of groceries so I I, I would say so you go back to a house you might buy one or two houses in your life and you want to get it right but if you make a mistake you kind of you're only going to make that mistake once or twice when you buy a car you know you might buy a car every 10 years so you get to if if you're bad at it, you get to make a mistake every 10 years on buying the wrong car or spending too much on it. But with groceries, you do it probably every week. If you're no good at it, you get to mess that up every single week and and, and buy food you're going to throw out and and overpay for other foods. You get to make that mistake constantly. So that's why it's so important to get it right.
1: You know what? Those those mistakes, just to your point, I found that really interesting is every week they, you, you have the opportunity to make mistakes and like I know, um, if if you get out of your your routine or whatever, and you end up getting to that point where you you are making mistakes. Like I know sometimes the past couple of weeks I've I've gotten out of my my regular routine, and I am I'm, I'm having all this food that I end up not using, and it's just oh, it's almost like an extra stress. Like I'm wasting this money. I'm not using that food, and that's so true. And it, it kind of weighs on your mind that you're actually you're kind of wasting money. And
2: but you you can look at it as saying, okay, for Mike, if you recognize that, and that's at least you're recognizing yeah. it. What you know the worst thing is is just say I'm buying the grocery and putting it in the fridge, and just say my wife is throwing it out when it goes bad, and I'm oblivious, just say I'm oblivious to that. I'm not saying that happens, but maybe in some families it does, and so I keep buying too much of what whatever yogurt, and my wife ends up throwing half the container out at the end of the week that I'm unaware of. I just think it gets eaten, so you get in a in a in a large you know complex family environment and these mistakes could be happening and nobody's aware of it right they're not even they don't even know they're making the mistake that's why being on the same p- page and planning and not repeating your mistakes is so so important
1: i often have this debate in with myself of what what is the more economical way to grocery shop is it better to do a whole week's worth of groceries where you go once and you you attempt to get everything or is it better to go multiple times in a week but then you might end up buying a bit more each time I, and i always wonder that because like the one you'll have probably a little bit more waste if you go in the entire week and the other one you might have a little less waste but you might buy a bit more each time
2: so for us we we kind of structure our grocery shopping we do it once we we call this a big the big grocery shop we do once a week and so we'll go out and get a, you know all of our non perishables a week's worth and our our perishable stuff and then We'll go out one more time throughout the week and replenish our perishables. And, and to your point, this it avoids uh, throwing stuff out that that's going to expire quickly. So we we purposely plan to go. I'll say one and a half times a okay, week. Okay, yeah.
1: I I kind of follow the same boat with that, and because I I always find I tried to do it where you do it all in in one shot. Like things go going bad bad by the end of the week, or you're you're worried that it's going to go bad. And
2: well, you end up buying like fruits and vegetables that aren't quite right. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, by the time you you know get around eating the last one, they're almost rotten. So, I, I think it's a pretty bad eating experience because you're either eating stuff that's not quite ripe yet, or you're eating stuff at some point that's that's beyond. That, that's true. You know, and then, ripe.
1: then you end up going to the thing where uh, you want to eat out because eating in really sucks because your food's all rotten.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And it, so again, it requires effort to go out that other half time, right? To get groceries. And but
0: I, I want to add in with uh, with with Mike and I, with, who don't own vehicles. There is that extra kind of effort involved in, in kind of in, gr- in grocery shopping, because Trevor, I'm, I'm a, you have a car, so you're able to kind of run out really quickly. So I think that adds another level of complexity to our listeners too, too, who maybe walk or take the bus or have another method of transportation to get to the grocery store.
2: True, that's a consideration that that you may want to go and make. Uh, um, more frequent trips and so you have less to carry. So that, that's a good point. And,
0: and to Mike's point, maybe, maybe uh, Trevor, taking your your kind of stance where you could do that one big grocery shop and then a kind of another trip, maybe maybe we have some listeners who kind of want to do that or, or maybe frustrated that they can't. So it's kind of really an interesting kind of dynamic.
2: You know, one thing uh, we used to do as a family is we would take uh, the whole family grocery shopping. It would be, it would be an event. Everybody would come. And part of the reason everyone come is I don't want to guess at what people want for groceries, right? Because you're going to guess wrong. Stuff's going to go bad. Or you're going to forget stuff that somebody wanted. And then you're going to go on and make another trip. So the idea of bringing everybody along in a grocery trip, and making an event, I, I think, is something that we did that was right. The downside to that is I think the more people you bring, the more money you spend on groceries. I think you end up buying things that maybe you 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 do you. You know, if, if I drag my kids to grocery shop and I, I kind of think, okay, I should reward them with something they want. Whereas if they weren't here, I, I wouldn't have bought, you know, whatever treat. So th- that's a downside to doing that. I know my,
1: my, my family used to do uh, a similar thing where we'd all go out. And I know we uh, we'd always guess at the price of the groceries every time, and it'd be this big competition on on what we, how much we thought it was going to be. We'd eye it all up, and we'd be like, oh, "I think it's going to be about like you know whatever 500. Oh, no, I think it's going to be about four twenty. And we used to like play the guessing game, and it's kind of fun.
2: You know, that's a good strategy. And you know, one one thing that does is it it enlightens your children into how much the groceries actually cost. That's true. That's true. I, I I like that strategy, but it. It it gives it gives the, your it would give your your children an idea of just how much you know money is being laid out for this food. So that's a good strategy. And
0: Mike, I remember you telling me about the uh, the packing competition. Yeah, as yeah. well,
1: so uh, we'd have people at the end, and I don't know how I don't know why we did this. Like we'd have people um, putting groceries onto um, uh, the conveyor belt, and then people packing them. And we used to have a race. But I I always look at it and I think it's kind of funny because at the end of the day, it was. Um, the, the person controlling the race really was the, the person passing the groceries through, like um, um the cashier. The cashier. Yeah, yeah. yeah So it was kind of like, <laughs> are we really racing? But it, it was always entertaining and the, and the cashier would be laughing at us and like she'd get into it and start like moving groceries quicker. And it was funny.
2: You know, back to grocery budgets. One thing that we, we've recently started doing is we've separated cleaning supplies, personal hygiene products and food, you know, so the, that they used to be just one lump one amount lumped into gro- into groceries but now we've started separating those expenses and i'm kind of on the fence to whether there's any value in that in that uh, it's not like i'm going to stop using personal hygiene products or i'm going to stop buying cleaning products
0: but uh, but or, i i do like that though cuz it kind of there is a kind of different mentality and markup and just ne- necessity level maybe because i I, I I really like that.
2: The reason you separate costs in a budget is to help manage your behavior, right? So, w- what is separating those going to do for me? What what? How is it going to motivate me to spend money differently? Is it just information, or is it is, I'm actually going to uh, become more frugal on personal hygiene? I products? think
1: I think it's information because like. I, I know I don't buy my hygiene stuff consistently so like the, the, there might be this spike in um, spending like I know a, a couple of months ago I had to buy razors and I, I think I bought a pack it was like eight or something or I can't remember and it was just insanely expensive and it, it completely like threw my budget out of like whack and if that was with my food I would have what's going on here I was able to separate it and see that okay there was a um, a good reason you know like I was able to i Isolate that And I think it's easier To see that Like that way your, your food budget's consistent
2: So you're saying Your personal hygiene Expenses tend to be More lumpy They don't Yeah they don't yeah Because yeah, like, like food.
1: I, I, I'd say My, my hygiene Expense cycle Is more a monthly cycle Rather than a weekly cycle And even at that It's, yeah, it's that inconsistent Yeah that makes
2: sense So with cleaning supply So it used to be Way back You you not At the grocery store You would They would only sell food For the most part And, and maybe You would buy Your cleaning supplies at a, at a department store Like a Walmart Or a Kmart um, now with a place like Walmart, where you can get your groceries and all your other supplies, it, it, you, sometimes you even get things into your uh, uh, grocery bill that you know could slip in that that, that aren't even that. They're like they're, they're like a p- an article of clothing you could buy and it could slip in there. So I think it's just a good habit. I I, I kind of like the idea of separating them because I, I really want to know what I'm spending on food.
0: So I, I kind of want to propose my own kind of question. I, my own dilemma, I guess, bring up my own dilemma. So I work, I work in, I, I work in marketing, but I work also in a, a health food store. So my, so I'm a marketing and part of the marketing team for a health food store. And I, for, for any of to that I'm a massive, I, I, I really, I, I love kind of, I think just like Trevor and Mike kind of very mindful of health and, I'm obviously all the food and in are in the, in the store I work at looks very appealing. So Mike, Trevor, my question for you is kind of, how do you, I walk through the store. I'm all, I'm always on the kind of the store, store level. Like I spend most of my time there and, but I'm kind of running upstairs and up and downstairs. And it's so easy to kind of take that convenient way out. And, and when it's, uh, when all the stuff, new products are taunting, I mean, I'm the first person who kind of touches the new products when they come in to kind of take photos of them for, our, for our team. So how how do you how do you kind of resist that temptation or or is it willpower is it like what what do you guys have any tips for me because I I, w- I would love some
2: yeah so you're talking about paying a premium for uh, real health healthy high end food
0: yes and I I do want to like I do want to preface this with I I do there are there is a kind of a staff discount as well on top of that so again another thing too is it it's it's a very it's an awesome staff discount so but again there some health food products are. Can, like if we take even something like peanut butter, like I'll find myself buying peanut butter at my, at work because just cause it's there, I pick it up when I leave work. Um, It, it is good quality peanut butter, but even, but is it, and then sometimes I'm like, I can't do the math and like, is this, is this, it's going to be cheaper than if I bought it somewhere else. And so it's kind of this ongoing dilemma.
2: Well, one, one way to look at it is it's cheaper than what you would pay in a restaurant for, for garbage food. Right. So that, that that's one way to reason it out. You know, uh, if I were to buy a peanut butter sandwich in a restaurant, I would I would pay probably half of what I pay for this whole jar of high quality peanut butter at this health food store. So you know, there, there's people who are, are willing to pay a lot more than you are for a peanut butter sandwich than you are paying f- for a jar of peanut butter. But I, I think you, I, I don't think you could buy all your groceries in a store like that. But I think you could pick and choose the the things like that there's are specialty to you. items. Or, or like, for instance, okay, there's something I, I put on a salad. It's called apple cider vinegar, and it's not cider vinegar. It's apple cider vinegar, and it's quite pricey. And uh, But it, I, I've read a lot of the health benefits of it, and I really, really like the taste of it, and I buy this particularly high-end version of it, and I, I use it in a sparingly manner on salads. So it, it lasts a long time, but it's not cheap. I, I could There's cheaper things I could put on my salad, but... I'm trying to make a salad as a very healthy health conscious meal whereas a peanut butter sandwich i i'm gonna say that's probably not the you know that the healthiest f- uh type of food to consume, so maybe I don't go for the health food quality peanut butter I don't know is that one way of looking at it
0: yeah no no definitely I'm thinking more kind of like grab and go i mean i i it's it's it's
1: like you're you're talking it, all that stuff they they market as like health food, like health. Yeah. Yeah. Health washed. Yeah. yeah. Health washed food.
0: Yeah. So, cause I want to say like, there's kind of a double element here. There's kind of, it, it's, it's, you're kind of wondering if it is, if you've got to kind of, it's kind of, you know, we, we always talk about how it's it, we only have, we only have so much like willpower to go around. So when that's kind of shoved in your face, like at the end of a day, like four o'clock rolls around and you're at work and you're, you're grinding it out and, and, and you, and it's, it's, it gets, it gets, challenging. It gets really challenging.
2: You know, you could have worse vices than, than buying high-quality health food in a health food store. You know, you could have, you could have an appetite for uh, eating out all the time or, or going to bars all the time or gambling. So th- there's a lot worse things you could do than, than have this aversion for buying uh, high-end quality food in, in a very expensive store. So I don't know if that's the worst uh, habit to have. But because this is about saving money and groceries, I think you got to pick your spots, right? You, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't just fill your cart in a store like that. You've got to decide what what type of food's important to you and that you'd be willing to pay a premium for. You just can't go across the board.
0: Yeah, no, that's, know, good. that's solid. You know,
1: on that topic of um, easy foods and stuff is I find myself, I, I always end up doing that where through the week, I'll, I'll always make really simple meals and then you the, like on the weekend or if I have more time, I'll make like a more complex meal. And I always feel really lazy that way. Like I, i I'm, I, I feel like I feel like I'm cheating the, the system by doing that. But I, don't, I don't know. Uh,
2: you're you're cheating by making the, the, the same w- easy meal, a complicated meal on the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like I'll, I'll make all these meals with the least amount of dishes. It, it takes all of like 15 minutes to make. They're they're they're, they're healthy and stuff. So it's interesting. I, I know you're kind of the same way, Trevor. With uh, you have a lot of, uh, yeah. like predetermined things like. Eat- yeah, yeah,
2: but I think you're one step better than somebody who's going to a restaurant being getting takeout. You know what I mean? You're you're, you're better than that person. So it's uh, so long if you're making if you're taking groceries and making a meal out of it. I don't consider that the easy way out, even if you've figured out an efficient way to do it. I I think that's a life <laughs> hack, in my opinion. So
0: so so to kind of extend on that question. So kind of if we're if we're looking at grocery budgeting, I mean. I, I'm with Mike I literally and this is this is not an exaggeration I have the exact same thing for I've, every time I go shopping I buy the exact same things like hummus carrots like it's just it's scary how I always buy the exact same thing so every it's it's very predictable but do you think if you were someone who kind of needs to switch up their meals all the time and do you think that kind of, or is is maybe Mike and I and, and you, Trevor, do you like the same thing every day? Is that advantageous, or is that? And then, and then, what, what can what advice do we have for kind of individuals who maybe need to switch up their meals more often?
2: Well, I think somebody who eats a, gets into a routine and eats a similar uh, meal throughout the week. You know, it might not be the same thing every day, but the same okay. thing every week. You you become you'll become an incredibly efficient shopper, and you will probably throw out very little food because you've just you've just you know, optimize that whole meal plan. And grocery thing. shopping becomes now, so
1: much easier. You just shut your mind off. You just go in and you just I need this, this, and this. You know where it all is. And
2: now the the risk is, is you become inflexible to price change. You know, once you get dialed into a a eating pattern and, and you're so regimented on it that this is what I eat. If the it, you know, just say one of those things is affected by you know seasonal pricing you know like say you're you're hooked on broccoli and it's january and you're still gonna eat broccoli you're gonna pay a premium for that but that's the downside is if the price goes up and you are you're inflexible you'll end up uh you know you're inc- incurring that increased cost rather than finding a substitute but I, I know um
1: uh, and I, I have a tendency to do this is like in, in the, the wintertime you'll make things like um, chilies and soups and stuff. In the summertime you'll do more fre- like I'll call it fresh vegetable type meals. So I, I, I think if you have a tendency to, to want like your summer meals and, and your winter meals, it can, it can kind of keep you out of that, that, um, that bad cycle.
2: Yeah, so long you, you have that ability to, to to pivot like that, but you know the seasons don't just sort of happen all of a sudden. they kind of evolve in fact, one of the downsides is you get into the harvest season into the autumn and just it's for a vegetarian it is just a a plethora of of options right and then all of a sudden it's gone you know it just there's there's nothing right everything is just hothouse tomatoes and it's and every the price has gone up by you know 10 or 15 percent on everything so it it, you you end up have to having to pivot and um I, i can say the older you get the the less your digestive system agrees with pivoting, right? So you gotta, you almost have to, you know, see that coming and, and start to migrate away from those foods and into something but you know else.
1: i have to say even with this past winter i was always surprised i i focused a lot on staying out of uh the aisles like I, I that that saying like you grow shop around the the edge of the store and i was always surprised by if i was just buying a lot of produce and stuff was how cheap it was and even in the winter time and and i i it's amazing how much you pay for the packaging of of processed food and
2: yeah, you know, I, I call that value add. So where you buy something where uh, a manufacturer's added value to it. So if you bought, um, I don't know, salsa, you know, for, you know, dipping chips into if you did that thing. Uh, you could actually buy all the ingredients and make the salsa yourself. But you, if you buy a value added product, meaning somebody's put all the ingredients together for you and put it in a jar, that that's, you're, you're paying somebody to do that, right? It, it There's obviously a cost. So, uh I, I agree that if you can stay out of. And to Mike's point, the, what, what he's talking about is if you shop the perimeter of a grocery store, you tend to get the, the dairy, the meats, and the vegetables. And in the center is all the what I call the value add stuff, meaning it's processed, it's it's preserved, and you're paying a premium for it. So, um, yeah, if you can stay in the perimeters, it it's cheaper. But it generally all that food requires a lot of work to prepare.
1: I always find it funny, um, we talked about this before, and we might as well tell the story again, Trevor. Uh, you, I know you saw, I think it was like a picture or something somewhere about um, someone who posted. Um, oh, like, yeah. Okay, you, you <laughs> yeah, go ahead and yeah. tell it, because I, I don't know it exactly. But
2: So it was a, it was a picture of uh, these um, uh, oranges, which were uh, pre-peeled and in uh, this plastic container. And uh, the picture said, if only there was a biodegradable packaging for these oranges. <laughs> so that that's where someone's done a value add to an orange where they've pre-peeled it and put it in a plastic container and then they they sell it at a premium i don't know what kind of value they're adding they're saving somebody the effort of peeling it but
0: i love that um i do i do have a question for both of you and i think this is going to lead nicely segment nicely into kind of the articles i was hoping we kind of run through with some some points from other people about ways you can kind of budget effectively and kind of grocery shop really effectively but I, I, before that, I do want to add that. Do, would you guys agree that this is kind of the area? I mean, and to your point earlier, when you buy a home, it's kind of if you do it kind of. I don't want to say wrong, but if 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 you spend maybe too much, it's a decision that it's something that happened. You kind of just move forward, where as and it's kind of bigger, larger, kind of more simple. I want to say because it's like this one cost where, whereas I feel grocery shopping, it has it has the most ability to you can you can finesse it as much as possible so just like the concept of minimalism where you're never you can kind of always keep kind of finessing how you carry yourself i think you can always keep refining and refining and refining i think that is why maybe the subject of, of budging drives us all so bananas is because you can always get better in your own opinion
2: yeah you it can always be optimized for sure there's and it, it, the thing is, it's a moving target, right? So th- the, the price of what you're shopping for is constantly changing. New products are coming on the market. So it's not like you can you can come up with a strategy and, and just run with it for 30 years. You need to constantly be looking through flyers. And, 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 you know, like, for instance, I don't go to Costco, but Costco didn't exist 30 years ago. It does today. A lot of people think that's a, a good shopping alternative. Uh, no frills is another story. It hasn't been around forever. But... Walmart used to not sell groceries, so you need to constantly be open to new ideas and, and be willing to optimize your already optimized plan.
0: Um, so so my, my question from before before I uh, went into that was when we actually talk about specific stores, so Canadian podcasts, I'm sure a, a bunch of the stores we are going to kind of list off is, is ones that maybe all of our listeners can maybe have heard of or can relate to, but we, I think I think it's fair to say that some grocery stores are are maybe priced differently.
2: Yeah, we have a couple of uh, I'll call them privately owned grocery stores in town, and they um, a couple of things I've noticed at them is they don't tend to have the they'll let their their produce sit longer, and they 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 won't sort of um like I'll have to sort through the tomatoes and some of the vegetables to find the good ones. They they don't tend to do that themselves. Uh, whereas if I go to Walmart, I, I don't know what they do with the stuff that goes bad, but uh, all the stuff that's out there seems to be fresh and firm and and, and and something I'd consider buying. The one thing those those small stores have is they're convenient. They're small, right? There's no lineups. You go to Walmart, it's it's an event. It's a zoo. Right? Or you go to <laughs> you, you go to Loblaws or No Frills. You you don't you, you know, you're not just zipping in there grabbing a couple of avocados and heading out. It just doesn't work that way, right? You're you're in there for a lot or nothing. So these small stores, you you pay a premium, but they, they they I'll say they serve a purpose, right? If you need something there, and you just need it quick, for for me it works.
0: And then I I, I don't know what you, Mike, about kind of where what grocery stores are around you, but w- without having a car, I mean, I, my closest grocery store is, is a Loblaws, and I mean, I've never or before coming to Ottawa, I never shopped at a Loblaws, and I have heard comments that that the the pricing maybe is, is higher than other grocery stores or, or sometimes lower. But h- how do you kind of, how does that fare in your mind?
1: Uh, so for me, the cost for each grocery store, whatever it is, I guess it is, I find like I, I, I often ask the question, can I buy all the food I want or, or need for the week with with the cost that they're selling it at? And, and for me, I'm, I'm able to hit my my budget like target or be below it. At, at a Loblaws or sorry, independent grocer, which I shop at. If, if it is a bit more pricey, I, I, I'm i still able to hit my, my, my budget goals. So then I, I'm not, I'm not getting behind. I'm still keeping ahead. So
2: see, I'm with Mike. If, if you're going to a store that's meeting your, your budgetary needs and you're getting the food you need, I, I think they, all these stores have to be competitive at some level, right? They, are there, if, if they're offering they either have to be competitive or be offering some service the other store doesn't. So I don't think, uh, you know, running from store to store, unless it's some extraordinary sale that you've never seen before, I, I, I personally, I, I can't see you running to you know get my groceries between three different grocery stores. That that just seems like a lot of work.
1: I at my store a deli where like fresh cut meats or whatever, and there's like called a like a fishery thing or whatever. And, you know, there's a health food section. And I think it's all those things that give... I know, Trevor, you shop at a no-frills. I know um, that stuff probably isn't at yours. So, like, that's, I think, why there's stores independent will get the wrap that it's, it's more pricey than a no-frills is because it has those extra amenities. That that um, the, the comparable food, a pepper at my my store is probably very similar, like you said, to yours.
2: So they, they, you're saying they, maybe they could get away with charging a little bit of a premium because they offer this seafood section. They do that to separate themselves from the pack. They offer the seafood section. So no,
0: you're, my, you're my, Mike. You're saying it, people only think it's more expensive because they're buying more expensive things there, yes, such as yes, yes, vitamins, such as seafood. So
1: if you're going to these these. Extra oh things, that makes sense i think it gets the yeah. wrap, but like if it, it, to go buy an apple or a pepper at this store it's going to be very comparable to, to to the no frills that doesn't have those extra amenities
2: but you might feel you're spending more because it actually yeah, has yeah, and seafood bar and you're actually buying yeah, yeah. more so expensive it, food if you're taking of that.
1: advantage of that stuff then yeah you're going to say wow I, I spent so much more and so i think it's just being
2: aware of those things yeah, that makes sense.
0: So I kind of I want to jump in now into uh, we I kind of we have three different kind of articles, but I'll jump into one for now and we'll kind of see where it goes. But it is called the eight easiest ways to cut your food budget in half. It is by Mindy Crary, and it is from Forbes.com. And so she has here kind of tactics to eat more cheaply and health healthfully. And I, I kind of before I go on anymore, I think this is a really important kind of. Important distinction that there—you can eat cheaply and you can eat healthfully. And I—I I mean, Trevor, Mike, you two both are extremely health conscious. But do you ever kind of does 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 health ever ever suffer because of 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 kind of staying within your budget, or and how do you kind of balance those two? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners kind of have trouble with that as well. Maybe
2: see, I won't sacrifice uh, health for cost myself. I I, I just. I I don't think you have to make that trade-off. I I think you... And I've gone to... So we've done this example before where a a bag of grapes is more expensive than a bag of chips. I'm going to pick the bag of grapes every time.
0: But then you could pick the apple, maybe a more economically priced fruit, over the grapes.
2: I'm going to say it's a different eating experience though, right? Like. You, you, the bag of grapes and the bag of chips is kind of the same eating experience. You could sit and, and watch a movie and he, reach into the bag of grapes and eat one at a time, or a bag of chips. It's, it, it's that sort of, that snacking eating experience. And, and I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna choose the, the healthy choice, the more expensive healthy choice every time.
0: Very fair, very fair. So, let's jump into Mandy's points here. So the first point here is become vegetarian.
2: See, and I disagree with this completely. Same. A, and even one example. So, if you're a meat eater, and just we, we say, should uh, add that we're all vegetarians. Yeah, we're, yeah, Sorry. all vegetarians
0: uh, and slash vegan, slash vegan.
2: So, it, it, yeah. So, so this is gonna be a little biased, right? <laughs> so, if you, um if you're a meat eater and steaks go on sale, you can fill your freezer full. I'm. I know the freezer burn is a thing, but you could fill your freezer full of steaks. And you gotta have six months, nine months worth of steaks there. I'm sure they would last that long. And if you got them at a half price, you know there's a huge savings. Well, if lettuce goes on sale, I'm not putting that in my freezer, right? That that has a that has you, a one you, week you shelf you can. life. You well, I'm not putting it in, but you could. Sure, there's vegetables you can freeze, and the the, the that stuff tends to not be expensive. And, and it, it 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 like corn. Just say that's again. You could put that in your freezer and. It's gonna last a long time, but corn's not a really expensive thing. Broccoli, that can be expensive. Tomatoes, they can be expensive. These are things that don't freeze well, and 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 they tend to, you know, if you enjoy them in their their as, as a fresh fruit or fresh vegetable, it's not the same when you freeze it and then thaw it, right? Whereas meat, you freeze it, thaw it, cook it, it's the same. So I, I'm gonna say being a vegetarian is not cheaper. I agree. I agree with that statement. Uh,
0: I I. D- I do want to add in that, I mean, even, even just working at, at the health food store that I'm at, I mean, you can get a lot people there. We have a lot of specialty vegan items there and I mean, it, it doesn't always mean they're healthy, but you can kind of fall victim or, or, or try to ex- want to experience them. Sometimes like the vegan alternatives of something is like yogurt or, or cheese even if, if you do want to experience that kind of vegan alternative is going to be more expensive.
2: Or if you've ever, ate, you know, veggie burgers, they tend to be more expensive. You know, soya-based ones or, or bean-based burgers, they tend to be more expensive than beef burgers. And it's not the the, the content. I think it's like a volume. Like it, it's the, the, you know, the, they don't sell this m- much of it, so they have to charge more per unit.
0: Um. So the next one here is limit alcohol.
2: Well, I think any vice, you know, that if you could limit it... Uh, the thing with alcohol is there's, there's no nutritional value in it, right? It's a social thing. It's almost, it's almost like eating out, right? So if you're going to have a glass of wine, you're not getting in a whole lot of nutrition out of that. So you're, you're having the wine because it's helping a, a, a social environment, you know, evolve. So if that's your thing, don't consider it food. It's not groceries. It is entertainment. And I sure from a young person's perspective, you guys probably have some, some experience in, in, in seeing that is not, uh, like, would you guys consider that a part of your grocery bill? No, not at all.
0: Oh, n- not at all. I mean, it's it's. I I feel. I mean, it's kind of in one of those optional.
2: So, what about the person that goes to work, has a hard day at work, come home, and has a, a glass of wine or 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 a, or a bottle of beer? Is that a grocery? I mean, because you're consuming it like on a, on a regular basis. Is that
0: no because i feel like again we have like we we say when we create a budget we have the discretionary non-discretionary expenses so uh, alcohol is not a life sustaining uh, keep you off the street expense so that would kind of i think fall into the non-discretionary
1: i was going to say like i'm just trying to think of a comparable like i know after i eat dinner i'll have a piece of dark chocolate and uh, i'm thinking is that is that a grocery yeah, item yeah, yeah. is that a grocery yeah, item yeah, or a yeah. treat
2: I, I think there's <laughs> So is alcohol a treat or is it a a vice? Yeah, yeah, like in that case. Um, Because I I think think there's the one case of
1: like you're just getting completely like obliterated and then there's the other case of, you know, you're just having your your one glass of wine or your your one beer.
2: So maybe there is little room for that because I I get what you're saying, you know, so a piece of chocolate is not necessarily adding a whole lot of nutritional value to your eating. But it's a good way to finish dinner. But but yeah, 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 but it kind of puts a cherry on top of it, right? Or it kind of maybe you know triggers you know what a piece of chocolate does to me is it triggers my mind that says you know this meal's done yeah yeah you know so it it, it kind of serves a purpose so uh you, you could make a case for this in moderation maybe
0: so the third point here is quick buying ready-made solutions
2: well Mike touched on this about you know not only shopping the perimeter of the store and my concept of value add products um I don't know the, these these quick you know you ever see these quick uh, you pop in a microwave meals you guys familiar with those so those things to me they're so expensive like I've seen them they cost like seven eight dollars sometimes to me that's equivalent to eating out right you're if you're gonna go through that wouldn't why wouldn't you just you know skip that expense and just eat out what do you guys see that or am I
1: just actually this week i i was in a hurry one night and i ended up eating dinner really late and it was the day i went grocery shopping so i i picked up um uh those you know those bags of prepackaged uh salads like it's it's already um all the stuff's cut up and it's got like the dressing in it and stuff and you just mix it all together and you're good to go i know i did that and I think it's one of those things where it's uh it's it's quicker to do it. Like it, it's one of those things if if you're in a hurry, it's quick to do. And I don't, and it depends as Actually, well. Like if you if you go for a healthier option, I would say it's better than eating out. But like if you're doing those like those microwave meals, I, I think I agree. It, it would be better to eat out.
2: You know, I was just sitting here thinking I've never fallen victim to one of those convenience meals, but then you, the salad you mentioned, I, I bought one of those, so I guess I'm I'm as guilty as the next guy.
1: But I, I think the key word there is con- is is the convenience is is we need to assess when we need it to be convenient every night you don't need to, it to be convenient whereas if you're in a hurry or, or you know your night's just going crazy and you're eating dinner late i think that's when you need convenience so like i think we, like there almost needs to be another word because convenience seems like the wrong word it needs to be like uh my day's going wrong and i need a i need a quick meal kind of thing but that, i don't know like they it, it needs to be renamed the instead of convenience food
2: well i i think maybe uh you know, uh, if maybe crisis. Crisis food. food. That's that's a good
1: word. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like it's crisis food, and because uh, I think if we if we call it convenience, then it's almost an excuse to say, okay, I'll I'll just get it like every week. You know, I it's convenient every week. And
2: but I, I think you need to if you're spotting a pattern where you're you know three out of five nights you're eating uh, <laughs> crisis foods, that, that then chances are you need to. You
1: have too many crises in you your
0: are life. You're in a crisis. <laughs> uh. Um, one of the other, other points within point number three here is that, then um, he says, if you, you if you use a lot of something, try and figure out how you can make it yourself in volume. I, I, oh, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of buried within this third point. So, can you guys think of any examples of maybe something you lose, you, you use a lot of, so you try to kind of figure out how you can break that cost down?
2: Well, here's something I did. So, hummus. You mentioned hummus. Hummus is really expensive to buy. I I think it, it is, is anyway. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've come up with my own recipe i make my own hummus now the Should, downside yeah. we start to, a and,
0: cooking podcast on the side
2: it, yeah i yeah. have and it, it just requires you know uh chickpeas I, I add some black beans olive oil and a clove, clove of garlic and I, I throw that on a food processor and presto i got hummus today so on it,
0: cooking with trevor
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh the only downside is it, it doesn't have the shelf life right you you, ha- you have to it it tends to dry out quickly so, but, but that's a good point. I never thought, and I got, I, I, I when you said that, I think I should do that. And then go, wait a minute, I do that. And the reason I did it was the hummus just, I, I couldn't bring myself to spend that much on hummus every week.
0: And I, I know you've mentioned that you kind of have a DIY jam too. Is that for cost saving or is that just for, for health reasons?
2: So again, here's another recipe. So, so if, it's, it's for health reasons. So jam's not really expensive, but it has a lots of sugar. So what I do is I, I get frozen strawberries, which are not cheap. They're probably the price of a jar of jam. And I mash them up. I add uh, ground flaxseed, which is like a thickener, and some stevia, which is a... It's like a spice. It's I wouldn't call that an artificial sweetener. It just, it's, it's a natural it sweetener
0: a- from like a plant, like a stevia plant.
2: Yeah, but, but it actually... If you've never tasted it, it doesn't taste sweet. It actually tastes like a spice. So I, I want to warn people that... It, you have to acquire a taste for it, but you will eventually. I mix all that together and it, it thickens up like a jam. It, it has n- no sugar in it other than the naturally occurring sugars and strawberries. And it, it, it lasts for about a week. So it, it's, um, and I, again, it's no cheaper than jam, but it's a lot healthier.
0: Is it, well, While we're talking about this, is there ever a time do you guys think where it's it's the opposite, where it's more expensive to make it by yourself? I'm thinking of one thing, maybe like granola. I'm not sure if, Make your own granola would because that's something I kind of toying with. I love eating breakfast cereals, but I'm kind of looking for—I don't know—I'm looking for something kind of healthier. And I'm toying with the idea of maybe making granola. But I'm just—I'm just wondering. By the time you kind of buy everything and mix it together, and
2: well, I, I think if if you're motivated to make it yourself, it it, it, it needs it. You're only going to be motivated for two reasons: one is to save money; two is to be more healthy. Like, so I don't think the opposite. You you would you would never. Uh, make something that was n- not any healthier but more expensive. Like I, unless you enjoy preparing food, I, I can't imagine a scenario where I would do that.
0: No, that's true. Um, so number four here, th- so there's eight items on this list. So number four is plan menus two weeks out before grocery shopping.
2: So, you know, you ever you ever have, you know, an older retired person say to you, um, you know, I, I'll I'll talk to my parents and I'll say, so what are you guys up to tomorrow? Grocery shopping. <laughs> you know, that, that's their day. They're going that's grocery their shopping. That's a big day. <laughs> well, you know, there's something to that, right? Grocery shopping is an event for them, and they they do it in such an optimized... Now, now they have the time, so I'm, I'm not going to... People that work all day and have kids to take care of, I'm not going to take anything away from them. But there's something to be said for making grocery shopping an event. And my mother, she knows a whole week's worth of meals that she's going to shop for, she knows um, everything she's going to buy. She's like, she's not just going to go down the list. She's got, she, down the aisles. She's got a list of everything she needs. And it is literally uh, an elaborate planned out event. And uh, she probably does it in an incredibly cost-effective manner. But, but it, it's, it's, grocery shopping is an important event. It's not something they just shoehorn into her schedule, right? She is doing this and saving a ton of money it's, doing it. I mean, that, it's that, deliberate. That, that's, yeah, it's deliberate. And that's how if you if you approach grocery shopping as just this uh, thing you have to do on the side of on your way to doing something else, you're not going to do it in a cost-effective manner. You're not going to do it in an efficient manner. You're just going to get it done. And, and, and just getting things done tend, will tend to be the most expensive way of doing it in, in life in general.
0: Trevor, on that note, I mean... Uh, making making grocery shopping event, a kind of enjoyable event, something you can look forward to and and, and kind of it's again reframing how reframing how you see that activity. Well well
2: back, back that up, I don't know if I'm ever looking forward to going grocery shopping. I don't know. I,
0: I, I look forward to I, grocery I, shopping. I really love grocery shopping. I find it this enjoyable event. It's 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 liberating to be able to pick up these healthy foods and toss them into my cart. Mike, weigh on in on this.
1: Um okay I agree with the one part about um at the end of it, like I do like that when I get home and I, I'm i get all my groceries out of the bag and i'm looking i'm like wow i got a lot of healthy food here but the actual event of grocery shop if it's at the end of a like a busy day i i don't want to grocery shop and it's i always make a point actually I make sure i grocery shop on weekdays because uh i find weekends it's like it's just that extra thing I, I don't want to do on the weekend
2: Yeah, i would agree with that i i, I want to get it done during the week because it, it's effort for me right i don't want to i don't want to clutter my weekend up with something that i i don't particularly enjoy
0: see i find it relaxing almost i i put in a podcast i just cruise around the aisles just leisurely like i, I don't know it's i i enjoy well, it know, but i think it's perspective maybe though. there's
2: something to be maybe there's something to be said what you're doing maybe there's things i could do like maybe i should plug in a podcast and do this and make it more enjoyable although my my wife say, how
1: would your wife feel about that? Week, <laughs> do we need toilet paper i listening Trevor. to uh what i can't solutions. hear you <laughs>
0: Wait, I'm listening so to the grocery I shopping. I no, you could if you were listening to the grocery shopping episode, the budgeting, this one right now.
2: Yeah, that's the only time. Yeah, So no, for but, but the listener point at Courtney. the
1: grocery store right now, please grab the the canned beans, the ones that are on sale. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you're the person you went with probably wants them.
2: But to your point, Courtney, you can do things to make it more enjoyable, right? So I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I, I I hope maybe I could get there someday, but I like your strategy.
0: And and trevor bringing your bringing your kids grocery shopping like back when they were, when they were younger, do you think that has kind of shaped or influenced how they view grocery shopping or, or was there any kind of optimal learning moments or opportunities that that you think were kind of maximized on well i
2: I don't think so i I think' it, it's, I started bringing them grocery shopping because I, it was you know they are too young to leave at home, and then it just became habit they just kept coming and then <laughs> they just kept um, coming along. <laughs> <laughs> those Damn kids, kids so it, i
1: can't listen to my podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the odd time you know that that one of them didn't make the trip and we forgot to get them something then it just became you know this is crazy we should all go so it just became uh uh imp- important if you wanted something from grocery shopping i'm not putting it on a list you need to come with me so that's kind of how it evolved do,
0: do you think they learned are you kind of do you think they 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 kind of learned the money sense like kind of frugal grocery shopping from that well, or?
2: Unfortunately, with a young family, and I think most of our listeners that do when when we were grocery shopping, we were just getting it done. So we, there was no not a whole lot of uh, learning going on there.
1: But I I think uh, I would imagine just being in the setting it uh, it promotes the idea of like grocery shopping, what's involved in it and stuff, and learning to pick healthy foods yeah, and they, stuff. Like I, I think they
0: yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah.
2: they 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 picked up on that.
0: Well, and even too, like if, if you're, I mean, a, a young kind of elementary school child picking up a granola bar box, I mean, granola bars are, tend to maybe not always be the healthiest thing, but if you consistently, habitually direct your child in, in maybe a more healthier direction, they're going to associate that with that's the granola bar they get. Or even, I know one thing that I has stuck with me is uh, saran wrap. My my parents always used to get kind of the no-name brand of saran wrap and that's the one i always get to this day and i kind of i've never and someone brought like i, I live with some roommates right now and someone brought home glide saran wrap i was like oh, i was like what like I just i never gravitate towards that just because my parents never did so that's kind of things like that i'm sure kind of stuck
2: that's true yeah you, maybe maybe some things like that would resonate
0: um so let's move to number five here five of eight um so number five here is grocery shop three times per month and stick to your list so, I mean, three this kind times? of resonates with the last one, but because th- it's at the plan two weeks then you to shop three times per month. But is that realistic? Well, it's
2: it three like, times per month. Yeah. That does, I that's tend to not work a, enough. But here's something. Schedule. Here's one, one thing I, 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 you know, kind of tied to this is uh, I would, you know, plan for, you know, six meals. No, sorry, five meals. And, know, and, and just know that you could squeeze one more meal out of your kitchen that you didn't even know existed.
0: That's a skill. It, that is a massive skill, squeezing food out of your kitchen.
2: But there's always a meal. You can always construct a meal that you didn't know existed in, in the ingredients left over in your kitchen. So it's They're pretty rewarding when you do that. A, it it's
0: it's is. It's a skill, though. It, it is, because I'm not personally good at that, but I know, I know. I mean, Mike, you always talk about that. It's the but when, it's,
2: when I get home from work, say, in January... And it's like minus twenty five, and it's a Friday night, and I, I, I know it's grocery night, but there is no way I am going grocery shopping when it's that cold, right? Uh, and I unless say, unless you are Courtney, open th- the then fridge, <laughs> yeah, so
1: then exactly.
2: you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Anytime I'm, of the
0: day, any weather,
2: <laughs> but but uh, and I'll look at my fridge, and there is nothing there. Look at my cupboards; I got some cans of this, cans of that, and my my wife, my wife can generally look at it and say, you know what? I think we got something here, and she she can cobble something together and and make a a, a very uh, suit you know satisfying meal out of something we we had not planned for.
1: But you know, I think part of that being able to do that successfully is is y- you sometimes have to um, I'll call it like store stuff or or um, stock up on stuff. It requires to have a, the preserved foods. It requires to have a little bit extra of that. Or if you if you make a bunch of stuff in bulk uh like say soup it requires you to freeze some of it like in some ways you always have a little extra that stuff on hand i guess
2: yeah i, I agree but you know you could always whip up uh i don't know like, chances are you've got a, a potato um, a, a, maybe some canned tomatoes and uh i don't know you could – you there's always something you could cobble together, a soup, a stew, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, like,
1: I, I mean, like, if, if you only had, like, your, your five days of groceries, you buy your five days' worth oh, of stuff. yeah. And if that was the only and stuff – And then all like, your food's gone. Hey, yeah, if your covers are empty. So I think it always requires you kind of, like – even if you're like, oh, I don't think I need, say, canned beans, if you buy a couple – canned beans you know and then you have a few extra in the, in the drawer all of a sudden you open those when you're you're out of your five days of regular groceries and you're like oh hey let's try to do something with these and yeah, yeah.
2: you need remnants of food that are hanging around obviously if there's there's no food you can't make meals yeah, yeah. out of it but there, so i think yeah, when, when people say they're out of food they're rarely completely out yeah, of food. Yeah. Right? there's always some sort of something remnant there. of something yeah, yeah.
0: so number six here is designate a meal prep day so i personally do this i think it's very useful
2: yeah, my, my wife does a, a generally a big cooking on Sunday. You know, I love leftovers. I don't know about you guys, but everything tastes better the next day. I, I stews, chilies, um, I just love leftovers. But I know people that can't stand them.
0: I, I love leftovers. I think I think it's, it's 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 most of the times it's always yeah better the next day.
2: Well, the cook always loves the leftovers because they, they get to eat enjoy the meal without the effort. I think in a lot of lot of ways.
0: Um, so number seven here is keep a list of what's in the freezer. I find this one so useful because how, I mean, Mike, Trevor, how often have you kind of dug to the bottom of your freezer to find a, a, a bag of something that is so freezer burnt that you forgot was there?
2: No, that's a good idea. I, I don't actually do that, but that, that is a, that's a good I,
1: idea. Uh, I used to live with five roommates, and we, we had this chest freezer, and it would get full of, like, just everything. And, and every couple months, uh, like, Probably, I don't know, like every six months, we, we'd empty it. We'd go through it. And we'd find stuff at the bottom that we completely forgot about. Or we'd find something that was like a year old. And it's like, what are we doing with this? And it, it was just it was such a funny adventure of what was in the back of the freezer.
0: We, I actually, we have a chest freezer too. I don't have quite, I don't have never had five roommates. But it, I, I can, it was the same kind of funny moments of how, like, how did this even get to the bottom of the freezer? um On the note of that, I mean, Trevor, I... You don't have a chest freezer. You mentioned that before. Um, do you think, is this, do you, is it, I mean, you, you kind of have space in your freezer now that it's just you and your wife, but is it, is, is that, is there a reason you've kind of never had one or is is there a reason behind that?
2: We tend to like to eat fresh fruits and vegetables and, and we pay a premium for it. I know that, but we tend to really gravitate toward being vegans. We, we really enjoy our fresh stuff. So uh, we, we do that. But I will say with chest freezers, they tend to freeze things at a at a a, a, a lower temperature than than a fridge freezer. So uh, they're something said for having a chest freezer. It seems to get things at a different level of cold or at a different level of frozen than you would get in a fridge freezer. So uh, I think they're a good idea, especially if you have a large family and if particularly if you're meat eaters. I think a chest freezer serves a, a very useful purpose.
0: So the last point here is number eight, and number eight is keep comfort food ready to go. And Mindy here says that th- there are times when she doesn't want to eat healthy, and after a long day, nothing sounds better than takeout. So instead, she she doesn't go for the up takeout, but she opts for kind of eating something healthy on hand, like a like a grilled cheese sandwich or or a macaroni and cheese.
2: Yeah, if you can have a go to that, that it keeps you from eating out, uh, that's that's a win every time.
0: And, and she says here that she has to make sure it's better than takeout. So a really kind of your favorite box of macaroni and cheese, your favorite kind of or something or maybe your soup that you really like canned soup is like something that will look more appealing. And I think that's a key point.
2: Yeah, because if the cost isn't enough of a deterrent, you need something uh, a more a bigger motivation than that, I guess.
0: So um, that that was all eight points, but there is kind of Mindy here at the at the bottom is how to make kind of budgeting, cutting your budgeting food dollars that you spend on groceries in half. So kind of how to make that lasting change is what she kind of calls this and her first point here there's just uh how many points are there there are there are four points here so we'll just run through them the first one i really like and it's don't go 100 percent on anything at first
2: i i wonder if this means like you're going to try something new and you buy like uh, four cases of it and it turns out you hate it.
0: Well, well, that. but it's more like, I mean, it's, if, if you're someone who kind of has been eating out their whole life and, and maybe hasn't been a mindful grocery shopper, I think listening to this podcast or, 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 fi- or, or hearing about someone being this way with grocery shopping, I think it could be not sustainable if you, if you rush in 100% on meal prepping and, and never going out. You could, it could feel deprived. You could feel deprived. You could feel, you could feel unhappy.
2: I see. Yeah, I guess you never want to go all in on anything. The, being extreme on anything could, could lead you down that path, regardless food or, or otherwise. So I would agree with that.
0: The next one here is uh, focus on dollar health, not dollars. And Trevor, this kind of really um, mirrors what you were saying earlier on the thing that's going to make you m- make the difference and keep you focused is focusing on the health, um, uh, the health benefits you're receiving from what you're buying.
2: Well, you know, there, there's a, you got to draw a line somewhere. So one thing I like to eat is dates. And there's, there's generally, there's two kinds of dates where I shop. And there's, uh, there's these dates that cost, I don't know, they're, you, you get a box of them for like two ninety seven. dollars and then there's the other dates with about the same size box, the same number of dates, and it's like eight bucks. And everything I've read said these $8 ones are way more healthy. You know, they're just, the the, the health benefits of it just are, they're not even the same food according to this article I read. But I cannot bring myself to spend that much more on dates. So I, I do have a line. I draw a line somewhere, but I tend to gravitate to the healthy foods first, and then I, I'll, I'll I'll eat it and I'll convince myself whether it's worth it or it's not. But generally, I I tend to say it's worth it.
0: The second last point here is reduce frequency of expense instead of dollar amount. So at this point, she says here, instead of saying that you'll you'll cut takeout from $200 per month to $100 per month, just commit to going less often for for takeout.
2: For me, the motivation, I would attach a dollar figure to it because that's going to motivate me to, to, to change my behavior or do the right thing.
0: And last but not least on how to impl- how to make kind of lasting changes is shoot for compliance nine months out of 12 months per year.
2: So you can fall off the rails? Uh-
0: well, more like Mindy has kind of framed it where she gives herself permission to cut loose and enjoy herself during, say, the warm summer months. Maybe it's ice cream season. Uh, and, and so just kind of times to where you're not always kind of beating yourself up. Oh, up I don't, for I don't you're agree actually, You're actually letting yourself enjoy that.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't agree, agree with, with that. that. But do I you think-, think
1: I think that just forms bad habits? And then where where do you draw the line? Like you say, the summer season. When, when does the summer
2: season end? And and when does summer end? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Like, and you you go for an ice cream cone every day in the summer. When you when you you know you, when you sh- when you stop that sugar train and you get off, <laughs> I don't want to be in the same room as you. Right? That that's the the withdrawals uh, symptoms are going to be horrible. I I think, um, yeah, a summer of fun would lead to a a fall of misery.
0: She does see here that just to make sure to set set a date for yourself to get back on track. But at the same time, too, habits are just that habitual behaviors that you follow through on. So um, that brings us to the end of, end of the first article. We do have two others, but, I mean, looking at the time, we'll leave those in the show notes for you to look through as well. Um, the other one is Seven Ways We Effectively, effectively Reduce Food Budget. It's by Trent Ham. We've uh, read articles by him before from the Simple Dollar. And the other article, also awesome, it looks very fascinating and awesome points, is my top ten tips for creating a grocery budget and sticking to it. So, um, Mike, Trevor, before we kind of end this show off today – is there is there anything that you, you kind of want to add based on from this article and anything else we talked about today?
2: Grocery shopping, if you get it wrong, you do it every week. Chances are, and, and, and you get a chance to get it wrong over and over and over, and, and that those expenses just keep stacking up, in bad you know, over, bad expense after bad expense. So, getting groceries right c- can have a big impact on your whole financial life
0: and um before before we do finally end here we do we have a couple listener questions but we're going to get into we're going to answer kind of any that we have got so far in an upcoming episode of uh, listener questions we released one a while ago and uh we really trevor and i really enjoyed recording it so we're probably going to do another one um and and get to all listener questions that we've we've got since so on that note thank you so much for being here with us today uh share with us your kind of Ways that you create kind of a frugal budget, or your your tips and tricks for for creating a, creating a grocery budget that's sustainable, and we'll share them on the on the podcast uh, next week or in an upcoming listener episode. Um, so thanks again, and until next week, keep it simple.